This is Guy Courtin with Supply Chain Radio here with Tim from Infor. Tim, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Guy? Well, glad to have you on this podcast. We've been trying to get you on this now, I think, since you've come over to Infor. So I finally captured you, even though you tried to avoid me, but I did get you on this. So, Tim, give our audience a little bit of background. Who are you? What do you do at Infor? What are you covering? Sure. I'm Tim Nelson. I'm a part of the Infor strategy team for Infor Retail. I oversee the order management business across North America and parts of Asia. And I came over here with a history with the Sterling solution, with order management solutions in other areas of the marketplace. I'm driving the omni-channel vision that Infor has for retailers. Perfect. Awesome. So you talked a little bit about your background. You've been in, in the DOM, OMS solution, omni-channel, right? We, we know, or a lot of us as consumers have seen this. You know, when we look at the state of what order management is today and what it should be tomorrow, what are some of the big drivers you're seeing today that are driving people towards omni-channel solutions or OMS solutions? And what are they looking for? Like, what do they need from those solutions? Sure. Well... Let me uh, step back and take a look at where it was, yep. I'd say 10 years ago. I think that a DOM or order management solution 10 years ago was simply a vehicle to help execute across channels. So be able to consume an e-commerce order and be able to fulfill it from a physical warehouse or a physical store. And in many cases, an order management system has helped retailers drive their omni-channel strategy. But just like every other solution, omnichannel has evolved, order management has evolved, and so now it's looked towards as more of an optimization engine. Now that I've connected warehouses, I've connected stores, and I've even connected some partners for some retailers, now how do I make the decision to optimally fulfill to customers? How do I make sure that I'm making the decisions that are profitable for my business? And so that's what an order management system is now looked towards. How do I bring all that together and make sure that I'm operating as profitably as possible? So now the next generation of order management system is less of a pure execution across channels and now a optimization across channels. So that's interesting. So you talk about it's gone from basically telling me, well, Tim ordered this product and I need to take it from point A and send it to point B and that's the most profitable way to now really looking at the whole network and trying to optimize across all the channels, all the distribution points. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And that means taking in information that is relatively new, taking in cost information of transfer and look at what I would consider the total cost to serve rather than the cost to fulfill. So for example, there were many cases where doing an expedited shipment was the easiest way to go because it was the fastest from point A to point B. But now adding an intelligence layer to order management, you're able to look at the costs associated with that, not just time. And is it easier to look at your replenishment cycle that is intact today? And can you utilize that to still fulfill that product to the customer on time, but at a much cheaper rate than an expedited shipment? So it's really trying to explore 
the different channels we're getting, and we talk about omnichannel, right? And the traditional, well, I have my brick and mortar store and now I have my e-commerce site. Okay, those are my two channels. But what you're saying is that we're going to push it to the next level, which is really starting to explore other ways by which I can fulfill a specific order. So whether it's taking inventory from the store, taking inventory from a DC dedicated e-commerce, taking inventory maybe from the factory directly, potentially even allocating an order before it's even manufactured and allocating that piece to fulfill an order. So is that what you're saying? Is that what we're seeing these OMS DOM solutions evolving towards? Absolutely. It's not just going cross-channel or multi-channel anymore. It's about making sure that any experience that a customer has with your brand is the same experience every single time. And if there's a lot of buzz around Amazon saying that every single time I order from Amazon, I'm being told when I can expect my product, how it's gonna come, and oftentimes exactly when it's going to arrive on my doorstep so that I can set that expectation. And that experience is very much the same every single time. Whereas, you know, there are some retailers that are struggling with that, where they constantly are notifying customers, sorry, we're out of product. Sorry, there's been a delay. Sorry, we can't get that to you. And that's a lasting memory for a lot of retailers. If you think about conversations that you might have had with retailers, a conversation just, you know, with your friends about their shopping experience, I very, very rarely hear, oh, Amazon has an awesome website. Right. And that, that shopping experience was so much fun. It was, holy cow, Amazon got this to me the next day exactly when they told me right. that we were going to get it. Right. So right. that's the lasting impression that customers are having. And that's the impression that retailers are driving towards. But the ability to do it to the profit of your organization and not to the detriment of your organization is what's really, really key to the success of retail, in my opinion, which is why I would consider that the optimization portion is the next generation of order management systems. So let's take that to the next level, Tim. Let's think about if we start talking about more optimization, I know we throw that term around all the time, but when I look at a traditional DOM solution or a DOM solution in the future, What data does it need to do a better job with optimization? Well, I would say purely by definition, a DOM system, because it executes across so many different vehicles, needs to have the information across the vehicle in which they fulfill, but also about inventory and about costs. And I'm not just talking about pure physical costs, such as you know a shipment is five dollars to ship USPS flat rate right. medium box. Right. 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 It's also the cost of the inability to fulfill. So the opportunity cost. Yes, the opportunity cost, yep. but also look at the labor costs and the labor cost difference between the store and the warehouse. So if you look at some high-end retailers, they're paying their store employees three, four, sometimes five times the amount that they're paying their warehouse employees. So even though the convenience of fulfilling in the store would be there, the cost to your organization could be eroding your margin. That's interesting. So 
if you're looking at all those cost factors, you're obviously pulling from a lot of different systems. How important is it for these systems to have real-time data or is it more trying to figure out what data is key and then focusing on that and ignoring the rest? Absolutely, yeah, I love that you asked that question because this is the type of strategy that I think retailers really need to look at is what needs to be real-time, what can be near real-time, and what can be an occasional update. So I just had this conversation regarding shipping rates. Yeah. Whereas an organization that I was talking to wanted to have real-time shipping rates and they wanted to do it at every single shipment, which would cause a tremendous load based on their volume right. of orders they need to fulfill. But then I asked the question, how often do your shipping rates change? And that, I think, was the aha moment. Right, right. Not every day. Yes. And the need for real-time shipping rate information is not there. But let's say, for example, inventory at the store. That could be a real-time requirement because a customer could be inside that store walking around with that product. Or they could have just purchased that product. But then even in that instance, when does it need to be real time? When you have a hundred pieces in the store, do you need it real time? Right, right, right. Or do you want to let that be an occasional update until it hits a threshold, let's say 10? Right. And then that's when the software is intelligent enough to make sure that they look at the inventory in real time. Interesting. So to your original question as to you know what type of information Order management systems not only need to have the ability to consume that information, but now it's becoming more of a requirement to have flexibility on how they consume that information as well. So how they consume it, what they consume, I would believe that there's going to be certain types of data that you might want in real time for certain parts of your, you know, let's say certain times of the year you might want that real time data and certain times like let's say it's a Christmas time and I'm, I'm a Christmas tree distributor. I want real-time data about my inventory level of Christmas trees you know, right before Christmas Eve. But if it's a July 2nd, I don't need that kind of information, right? I'll take it as a batch and just say, hey, I know I have 100 trees maybe in inventory. So that's interesting. So when you look out, let's go out five years from now and we look at a DOM solution, it's gonna be optimizing, it's gonna be a lot of interesting what is the one thing it's going to do that it's not doing today that you think is going to be a really powerful sort of next step to the evolution of DOM? So I think it goes into the machine learning and AI. We're at the Gartner conference. The keynote started off this morning was talking about the difference between automation and being autonomous. Because driving automation means you have the ability to have things happen very quickly without having to put a lot of thought process into it. You know, in many cases, there are machines that are associated with creating those automated processes. But then looking at autonomous, being able to make the decision without human intervention. So if there were, you know, if that machine learning algorithm could look at not only costs, but look at seasonality as you brought up, but also look at weather patterns, being able to look at traffic patterns and taking all those considerations and then being able to make that autonomous decision 
instead of trying to put up a, an alert for human intervention. I think that's the next wave of order management where they also will go beyond just automation and go into being a little bit more Smarter. autonomous. So what you're saying is that those DOM order management solutions as they evolve will start making the basic decisions or taking some decisions off the hands of the human and saying, hey, if Tim orders this product, if he orders a G.I. Joe, the Kung Fu Grip, and I can't get it to him on time because the store doesn't have the allocation, but I see it's in the warehouse, I'll allocate from there automatically, and I'll look at different things like, hey, Tim doesn't need it overnight, so I can do this. It will just take the decision off the hands of the human, freeing the human up to then do other things with their time, but really sort of allow the network to sort of load balance where orders get fulfilled and how they get fulfilled and all those things. Yeah, yeah. I still think that there are a lot of the order management systems that are leading the industry. They're, they're already doing a lot of that. I think that the ability to make the users comfortable with letting the system do what it does right. is going to be uh, what causes the delay. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are a lot of retailers that I find is they're not really ready to let go yet because there's so much in terms of costs and uh, and things that drive their job, right. so to speak, right. and the success in their job that they want to make sure that... They can uh, touch it and exactly, influence it. Exactly. Which I think also, if you think about just even quality control with inventory, there are some organizations that are okay with letting a machine do the quality control. But there are a lot of organizations that still want to see it, feel it, touch, touch it, it yeah. influence it. Because they don't have that confidence level yet to really let go. But I think when we start, I guess, changing the way we approach it, like so for example, maybe even instead of just saying, put it in a black box and trust that yeah. it will do <laughs> what it does, having the ability to show the what if outcomes you know, allow the user to interact with the system first before they let it go. I think that that is what's probably going to be that baby step before that full right. autonomous nature comes to be. Cool. Well, Tim, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun learning more about order management. Um, tell our audience, how can they reach you? How can they find you? Where, what social aspect, what social media channels are you on? Sure. You can always reach me at Infor, at tim.nelson at infor.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I can't remember my... <laughs> well, they can look you up, right? So it's right. Tim Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. Yes. Look you up and find you. Yeah. Twitter, anything else? No. I don't have Twitter, but uh, I think I should. You should get on Twitter. Yeah, the reaction that you're giving me right now, I yeah, think I should be. be on Twitter. I think our audience <laughs> members out there will agree you need to be on Twitter. So Tim, thank you so much. It's been a really great session, really fun learning more about the whole world order management. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch it, as especially, as you said, it's starting to look more like an optimization tool and not just a pure execution tool. So Tim, thanks again.